0: Thank you for joining us for the broadcast of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, where Daryl Jackson is our pastor. We are located at 2440 Atlas Road in Columbia, South Carolina, and we're so glad you tuned in. We pray that today's message is truly a blessing to you. If you desire prayer, our ministers are available to pray with you. Give us a call at 803-776-1238. Or call us toll-free at one 888 776 1238 Today, Pastor Daryl Jackson shares the message titled Something Even Better.
1: There's a word for the Lord. As we conclude this year, the book of Haggai, chapter 2, verses 6 through 9, in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 2 and 9, Haggai is the primary text reference, and 1 Corinthians is the concluding text that we will conclude the
2: message with.
1: Listen to the words of the prophet Haggai in chapter 2 and verse 9. The New Living Translation says this, and I love this verse. Pastor Mac, I think, preached from this. In fact, I've heard, uh, I know Pastor Antoine did and others, but I love this verse. Every year I try to at least visit this text uh, at least once. So hear what God says. The future glory of this temple. When I say temple, I'm going to read this again. I just want you to put your hands right here on your heart. <laughs> I ain't really talking about no building, okay? <laughs> I know what the text talked about, but I'm talking about you and me. And, yeah, not bricks and mortar. The future glory of this, put your hands right here, temple. Temple will be greater than this past glory says the Lord of heaven's armies and in this place I dare you to put your hands on your heart and say in this place I will bring peace Ah, I the Lord of heaven's army have spoken then Paul, the great apostle, writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 in verse 9, New King James Version. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have it entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Do me a favor and clap those hands. (coughs)
2: Clap
1: those hands. (coughs) Y'all pray for my voice this day, but I I need to preach this. Amen. Amen. Look at someone (coughs) standing next to you and declare and decree with them something even uh, better. Now, don't sit down yet because I need you to turn around and wave at somebody and just say, Better. Look at somebody and say, <laughs> You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Word we're gonna carry this year out with is better, something even better. I, Mother Jackson, you would appreciate this. It can Clarence Smith and some of the other deacons who've been around for a while. How many of you remember Bishop Jackson? Any? How many of you? It can James Simmons. I know you do. <laughs> I remember hearing a very, very wise person say often that, listen to this, that what the Lord is currently doing exceeds what he has already done. And what he is going to do will exceed. What he is currently doing. I need to say that again because I need all of you to get your phones out and take a picture of that. Amen. Actually, they need this is Bishop Jackson. These are Bishop Jackson's words. This wise person who said that was Bishop A.C. Jackson, founding pastor of this church. Once again, what the Lord is currently doing Bishop said to us exceeds what he has already done and what he is going to do will exceed what he is currently doing Bishop Jackson would also say remember that with God Every round goes higher and higher. And this is the part that I really like. And every
2: move
1: he makes is greater than the moves that he has already made. Who is that for? Mm, Thank you. I'm with you. Every move God makes is greater than what he has already made. God doesn't need any leftovers or rewinds or reruns. Here's what I think Bishop Jackson wanted us to understand. And that is we should never become so enamored with the past celebrate the past, but don't worship it. Bishop wanted us to understand, don't become so enamored with the past or so caught up in what we are currently doing and what is currently going on that we forget that with God, the future can be better than the past and the present did you get it some folk are so stuck on the past they live in museums <laughs> everything is a museum oh we used to do it this way oh that's the way we. oh I remember when we used to have good church but has God changed if God is still good church is still good and the praise is still good amen and then Bishop would want us to know, and don't, don't get so caught up in where you are now. Don't high-five yourself too much. Don't pat yourself on the back too much that you forget that with God, the future is going to be even greater. So God said to me as I was preparing this message, Now, this last Sunday of this year of 2023 is perhaps a great time to remember those words shared by Bishop A.C. Jackson, a man who was not only blessed with incredible wisdom, but also a man who was blessed with a special anointing to lead and inspire others. Here's a man who was never full of himself. Here is someone who always knew, no matter how great things were going, that things were going to get better. And God was going to do something even greater. I remember having the audacity to say at a service one time that he was there that I hope I can live up to my father's reputation. I want to be just like my daddy. And afterwards, he said, don't you ever say that again. He said, if you only do as what I've done, then you would have failed. He said, I expect you to do more. And God is preparing you to do more. How many of you know that something greater is coming? Something better is coming. In your life, we need to be reminded that this year of 2023, both in ministry as well as in your personal lives, as great as it has been, as great as the celebrations were, as great as the time of consecration and elevation were, it is not a combination of anything. This last Sunday in December is not God putting a period on anything. God has a comma, not a period. In other words, where there's a comma, that means something else shall follow. But this is a continuation of an amazing journey that God has us on. Do you realize that you are on an amazing journey? 2023 was just one step, one stop, one one process in that journey. No one closes the book and say, "Oh, we have succeeded." No, no one. That's why I tell folk all the time. I say, don't, I don't want anything ever to be named or celebrated after me until I'm dead. I told them. Then somebody say, well, I don't see a road sign with your name on it. I say, Pastor Lawson. They said, why? I say, because I still may mess up. Amen. <laughs> hey, There's some people with their names on road signs who've messed up. <clears throat> but I just wanted to be all over. Y'all celebrate me when they roll me down the aisles, and stretch me at the altar and I dare you to go over one hour. Telling my family now, I will hunt them if they stay here with all of that rigmarole, amen. Why? Because God has us on an amazing journey. A journey with God in which every round goes higher and higher. And every year with the Lord is greater than the year before. Even if it doesn't seem like it. Can I prophesy in your life? 2024 in your life will be greater than 2023 how can you say that? You don't know what happened. I may lose some loved ones. Then to live is God, but to die is gain. I don't care what you go through, all the days of your appointed time, you ought to find time to praise God and to celebrate God. In fact, now would be a good time for you to think of the goodness of God and all that he has done for you come on somebody everybody has about 10 to 20 seconds to put your best
2: praise
1: I can't wait for the future I can't wait to see what now I, I've been accused. Uh, my wife knows. They call me restless, anxious. Uh, when do you ever sit down and just calm and just relax? I every morning I wake up. I want something new to do for the kingdom. I I, I listen. When 2023 ends, I put it in the rearview mirror. I say 60 years. Hallelujah. Thank God. But what about year 61? How many of you know your next year is going to be greater than your current year? And your current year was greater than your previous year. Somebody
3: get ready for something better!
1: I believe that God has something even better in store for those who put their trust in him to those who walk by faith and not by sight for those who don't live by their feelings for those who lies aren't dictated by their emotions because people will always get on your nerve people will always let you down But if the enemy, ooh, God dropped this in my spirit this morning. If the enemy can change your disposition by your situation, then he will always control your future. If he can get you to walk around and mope, over stuff that I've got a message I'm going to preach next year called Victory Over Your Circumstances. I'm already working on it, Tyshawn. You've got to learn how to take a licking and keep on ticking. You've got to learn to take it when folk let you down. My goal, trust me, this has always been my goal, and my wife can attest to this. I want to live my life when nobody knows what's going on the worst days of my life, I want you to look at me and you wouldn't tell it. You wouldn't know it unless I told you because I refuse to walk around with my head hung down. I refuse to walk around without praising God. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be good. In fact, I say my best praise for my
3: worst days. Anybody want to give God your best right!
1: Let's get to the text. It's already five minutes after 12. By the way, all you cowboy fans, I want you to double up on your offering today. Because what happened to you last night was nothing but grace and mercy. So Carlos, all your Antoine, all the cowboy fans on your vision pay $14. Okay. Now all of these non-sports people looking at me like, what in the world are you talking about? You catch it in the parking lot. Okay. In this in this incredible text. God uses a prophet whose Hebrew name is Haggai. They call him Haggai, other names. But it is a phenomenal two-chapter book, only two chapters. And God drops this book in the order of human scriptures, in my humble opinion, to encourage all of those who come later and get discouraged to hold your head up high. Our text reference is believed to have been written in 520 B.C. In fact, it is one of the few books in the Bible in which we know exactly when it was written. The month and the year. Because it says in such a such month in the second year of King Darius's reign all we have to do is go visit the history books and find out when King Darius Persia began to reign and that's the year which was 520 BC 16 years after the Babylonian captivity I'm going somewhere if y'all give me some time to preach I'll, I, 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 I'll take you somewhere with this text Why is that important, Pastor Jackson? Because Psalms 137 tells us that the children and the people of Judah were in captivity in Babylon. And they were on the verge of giving up their praise. They were this close to giving up. You know the text that says, when they required of us to sing them one of the songs of Zion, we responded by saying, How can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? They lived in a strange place. They lived a long ways from home, but God has now returned them to a place of familiarity. Woo! I'm going somewhere. God told me to tell you in 2024, some of you have been hurt and wounded. Some of you have been so distressed and despondent. But God says, I'm about to restore you to a place of familiarity. I will give you your joy back. I'll give you your peace back. Is there anybody who is not ashamed to say, Lord, in 2024, I really need my peace I want the joy that I once knew from you. God said to them in 520 B.C. that I know that you've been stuck in a strange place, but I have brought you out and I've given you an assignment. Biblical scholars suggest to us that the Lord used the prophet Haggai to encourage the exiles who were in Judah who had returned to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple. In other words, they had an assignment on their life. There was a purpose for their return. Can I drop something in your spirit? There's a reason the enemy couldn't take you out in 2023 there's a reason if you make it over the next several hours that you cross over to 2024 look at somebody and say neighbor God has an assignment on your life there's a purpose for you to get up every morning and not just to put on your designer outfit and not just to look good in your great vehicle and live in your great neighborhood but God wake you up every morning because God needs you for kingdom's sake anybody know that there's an assignment on my life and if you can't do anything but praise the Lord then you become a dedicated full time praiser somebody said to me pastor i don't preach i don't teach i can't sing i'm not a deacon i'm not a minister i don't have anything to do i said the devil is a liar they say i they say well what can i do i say i'm appointing you right now they say to be what i say a full-time praiser y'all turn around and wave at somebody and say you will now an official full time
3: praiser and if you need some papers see Lawson at the church (laughs) if you need some papers see Pastor Willie May at the church (laughs) how many of you know when I think of the goodness of Jesus I'm a praiser tell your neighbor I'm a praiser I'm a praiser I don't need to be a deacon. I don't need to be a preacher. I don't need to be on the choir. I am a full-time. Any praises in the house, any praises in the house, anybody, all you need is one thought about where the Lord brought you from, what God has done for you, And you've got to give God your...
1: Tell somebody, tell somebody, I want to warn you right now, I want to warn you right now, that next year, every time you sit by me, you're going to be sitting by a full-time praiser
3: So if my hands go up. If I open my mouth and shout hallelujah. Don't get mad. Don't you get mad. I've got to praise God. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, I will bless the Lord at So here's
1: the story, here's the story. Here's, here's the beauty of the book of Haggai. God sent them back to Jerusalem To rebuild the temple. Everybody who went back had an assignment. Nehemiah's assignment, rebuild the wall. Zerubbabel, become governor and put back structure. Jeshua, the high priest, put back the order of the Levitical priesthood. (laughs) Am I right, other Corey? He says, and now these other folk, your task is to rebuild the temple. They started out on fire, but COVID hit. I mean, (laughs) I don't understand that. Baby, if you survive COVID, you ought to be in church every Sunday. Somebody, somebody told me I hadn't been back since COVID. I said, if you survive COVID, they ought not be able to keep you out of church. Ooh. So they started out working on the temple, but they got discouraged. And God writes this, sends this two-chapter book to encourage them, to tell them, stop allowing Things and people to distract you. Elder Conway, I need to say this for somebody now. In 2024, do not allow things or people, especially your fake friends. to distract you. For these people in Jerusalem had become discouraged. And you know why they were discouraged? I wish I had time to preach this. Y'all even... You know why they were discouraged? Because the naysayers and the critics said what you are building is not as great as what Solomon built. They were discouraged because people said you don't look as great as somebody else. What difference does it make what no Holy Ghost, no anointed, no salvation people think about you? (laughs) If God be for you, who can be against you? Here's what the context of the text says, history of the text. The critics said to them that Solomon's magnificent temple was more glamorous than what you were building. It was more eloquent than what you were building. Solomon's temple had gold. Solomon's temple had an aura about itself that made people all over the world wanted it was one of the wonders of the world and so they got discouraged because they in their minds felt as if they couldn't live up to the reputation of dead folk i'm gonna let that sit on you some of you are discouraged Because you can't live up to the reputation of some folk that used to be in your family. Some folk that used to be in the church. Some folk that held a position before you held it. And they
3: stopped working. Elder Jeff, they gave up. And God sends this prophet and
1: God says, what are you doing? God sends a word to silence their critics and encourage their spirits. Can I put something in the atmosphere? I told the church this morning at eight, I just believe from the depths of my soul that in 2024, God says he will silence your critics. You will not have to open your mouth.
3: God will fight for you. God will silence your critics for you. God will promote
1: you. Don't promote yourself. God says, I want to encourage those that are faithful. Look at the text. Verse 7 says this. I want to get through this. He says, I will shake the nations and the treasures of all nations will be brought. To this temple, you say is nothing, but when I get finished anointing you to fill, fulfill your assignment, people will drop their resources off from all over the world right here in this place, in this temple. There are people whose names you don't even know that will bless you in 2024. Look at somebody and say, get ready for some unusual blessings from some unfamiliar people. Oh, I think I'm gonna hold on to that. Somebody is going to get unusual blessings
3: from some unfamiliar people. Tell your neighbor, get ready because your next blessing will not come from somebody you know Whoo. God says Sister Carletta. God says I'm gonna use somebody you don't even know that's gonna take you to the next place of your destiny. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. How many of you know God is about
1: to bless you? Help me clap those hands.
3: Help me praise God. Help me by opening your mouth. Help me by throwing your head back says i'm ready lord oh i don't hear y'all say i am ready lord
1: and then god drops this word in verse 9 the a clause the future glory of this temple will be greater than the past glory I don't want you to miss this Solomon's temper was all about vanity but this temper is about glory My question to you is that are you all about vanity or are you about glory? When you're all about vanity, it matters what people think about you. It matters what people say about you. It matters in comparison to what you have, what they have. But when it's all about glory, the only thing that matters is God gets the glory. I want the glory in my life. Anybody want the glory of the Lord all over you in your life, on your family? And so, God says, you have to understand the magnitude of the statement. Solomon's temple was one of the wonders of the world. And God says, this little raggedy shack you're building, this thing that people are laughing at, this thing that they say there is no elegant, there is no glamour, there's nothing to it. God said, but there is something, ooh, catch this, inside the building that's greater than anything outside the building. Can I preach to somebody? I need you to look somebody in the eyes and say, neighbor, what's inside your temple? I know what's outside. I see your earrings. I see your fingernails. I see your hairdo. I see your designer clothes. I see your shoes, Deacon. Y'all look sharp. I know what's on the outside. But the question is, what is
3: in the inside of your temple? Anybody say, I've got glory inside of me. Glory. Somebody shout glory. Somebody shout glory stand one time throw your head back and say thank God for glory not my suit not my house not my car not this church but the glory of God is more important
1: three key insights y'all sit down for just one
2: minute
1: I want to take my time and share these three key insights from these incredible words from the Lord to these faithful folk who lived in jerusalem that i want to use today to encourage those of you who are faithfully just trying to hold on tell somebody i'm just trying to hold on trying to go somewhere but I feel something brother freeze that there's some people in here that's just trying to hold on say pastor if you only knew how tough it was I'm just trying to hold on I'm trying to hold on three key insights Uh, God says to them the first thing he says is be strong look at somebody say the first thing is to be strong no matter what your critics say or do hold your head up high still give God a praise be strong don't let your circumstances dictate your disposition and don't let your disposition steal your joy look at somebody say be strong four times in the text in verse three times I'm sorry in verse four God says be strong here's a second key insight that I want you to take away from this message why should you be strong because God is on your side and if God is for you does it matter who's against you Verse Verse number four, once again, says, God says, I am with you. Be strong because God is on your side and God is with you. Third and
3: final insight,
1: because God is on your side. I'm going to speak directly into your life because God is on your side. Do me a favor and look at someone sitting next to you, around you, in front of you or behind you and says, your future is bright when God is on your side. Success looks good on you. (laughs)
3: The blessings of God will overtake you and blessed will you be in the city, blessed in the fields, blessed going in, blessed, blessed,
1: now stand to your feet all over this place and tell
3: somebody, neighbor, I am one less somebody. Look at somebody and so neighbor, you are looking at someone who is less and highly favored. wave your hands
1: at at least three people and say bless.
3: bless in the balcony, bless in the back of the church bless. why are you blessed? Because I has not seen ear. it, into the hearts of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him 1 Corinthians 2 and 9 I has not seen y'all help me preach this tell somebody I has not seen ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things the things look okay, at somebody say the things not just one thing the things that some of you are about to get some things the things whoa
1: Everybody stand. I do, I do want you to indulge me for a moment, because Elder Jeff, God gave me this in-between services. I apologize to the eight o'clock folk, but I hadn't gotten it yet until I went back and looked at this text again, and I ran across chapter two of the book of Haggai here and verse nineteen. Ooh, the living. New Living Translation, Elder Robin Wilson, I I just ran across this. Catch your neighbor, say, neighbor, God's got a promise with your name on it. But I want y'all to see this verse. I've read this book so many times, and I've skipped across this verse every time I've read it until today I'm sitting at Pastor Mac's desk over in his office re-looking over this text and God dropped verse 19 in my spirit look at what the Lord said I am giving you
3: this drove me uh, gladly insane okay? God said
1: I am giving you a promise
3: somebody say right now I dare to say right now look at what the rest of the verse says it says wow the seed is still in the barn before you even plant the seed God has already given you the promise did y'all see that ask your neighbor do you see it do you see it I am giving you a promise now while the seed is still in the barn you have not yet harvested your grain.
1: Y'all excuse me
3: because God told me before you even plant the seed I've already made you a promise that your family is blessed, that your job is blessed, that your... Is it just me? But that blows my mind while wow, the seed is still. Where well, are my praises? Somebody put a praise on I've got a promise while wow, the seed
1: is still in the barn. But I'm gonna give you something to praise God for. Look at how that verse ends. The last sentence to chapter two and verse 19. God said, look at your neighbor,
3: say neighbor. God said, from this day onward, I will bless you while the seed is still in the barn. Now give me some. Come on to the altar.
1: Meet me. Somebody lay a seed at the altar. Y'all get a seed. Get a seed and lay it. Come on, baby, give me some money. Somebody, somebody put something in my hand. You got it? Put something in my hand. Thank you, Twan. God told me. I want y'all to drop this seed at the altar because here's what God told me. You don't eat your seed. Am I right? You you plant your seed in some other ground. Here's what God told me, Elder Jeff, Pastor Mac, others, DJ, I want y'all to do that. God says find a family that's not a member of Bible way and give this whole offering to them. So I know the staff may look at me and say, wait, wait, hold on pastor, we got a lot of bills to pay. Don't eat your seed. God told me to find a family that's not a, so not any of y'all. Somebody that don't come to church. Somebody who perhaps haven't even made up their mind whether or not they serve Jesus or not. God say find a family that's in need outside of this church and take every penny at this altar and bundle it up and write one check and drop that check off to them
3: and say, this is a seed from the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Come on
2: in.
1: those hands all over this place I am giving you a promise now while the seed is still in the barn listen to how the rest of this verse read you have not yet harvested your grain and your grapevines or your fig trees Or your olive trees have not yet produced their crops. But from this day on, (laughs) I will bless you. You don't even have crop yet. Your seed is still in the barn. But from this day onward, God says, I will bless you. Why? Because something even better with your name on it is coming. God made you a promise. Look at someone and say, that's a promise. That's a promise. Now a dear friend, Brother John Lakin, John Lakin Jr., John Lakin III, wrote this song that I want us to to think about the words as we open this altar. The song simply says, The Promise. Ooh. That's why after the eight, I went back and I, and I saw this verse. And God said, There's a promise Ooh. with your name, with your name on it. Things are going to get better. Don't be discouraged how things seem. God gave me a promise. If I just believe, look at somebody and say, things are going to get better. Now put your hands right here on your heart and say, for me, for me. Thank you.
0: been listening to the worship service of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, where Daryl Jackson is our pastor. Our worship services are open to all at 2440 Atlas Road in Columbia, South Carolina, just off Interstate 77 between Shop and Bluff Roads. We will continue to air our services here on the radio. We are also streaming live on our website at BWCAR.org on Facebook at Bible Way Church of Atlas Road and now on YouTube. Our streaming services are available live on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. If you missed any of our services or want to watch them again you can get them on demand on any of our social media channels. We invite you to stay in spiritual fellowship with us. To place your order for a CD or DVD of today's sermon titled Something Even Better, please call us at 803 776 1238. Reference Sermon number 123123. Again, that telephone number is 803 776 1238. Sermon number twelve. 12- Thirty-one twenty-three. Registration is open for the 2024 Women's Ministry Thursday Night Virtual Bible Study. Classes will be held via Zoom at 6 p.m. beginning Thursday, January 11th and will conclude on Thursday, February 29th. Classes are free. Register now online at BWCAR.org. Join us for a virtual nine-week small group course as we study the Dave Ramsey Total Money Makeover. Learn biblical principles on finance, how to gain control of your spending habits, and much more. Two class sessions are offered, led by Deacon Will Hayes, beginning Monday, January 15th, to Monday, March 11th, or Wednesday, January 17th, to Wednesday, March 13th. Classes are held 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. via Zoom. For cost of course materials and online access, register now at bwcar.org. We praise God for the testimonies of those who have received Christ and now have a deeper relationship with God as a result of this ministry. To sow a financial seed into this ministry, you can give online by clicking the link on our website at dwcar.org, or you can give right from your mobile phone by texting BWCAR and your giving amount to the number 73256. You can also mail your gift to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, Post Office Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina nine. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations are being accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. We thank you for your continued support of this ministry. At Bible Way, our mission is to know God, to love, and to serve.